Welcome to this edition of Rail Group On Air, brought to you by Railway Age, Railway Track and Structures, and International Railway Journal. This is Railway Age Editor-in-Chief William C. Vantuono. As the industry's centralized provider of interoperable rail data, RailLink is an essential partner to the industry in keeping trains moving efficiently and safely through rail corridors across North America. The company, a subsidiary of the Association of American Railroads, was purpose-built by the industry to tackle big challenges with the power of data. RailLink manages 11 million daily messages among more than 570 rail carriers. Given its significance, we reached out to talk to RailLink Chief Executive Alan West to get a sense of how the North Carolina company is handling the COVID-19 pandemic. So, Alan, welcome to uh, Rail Group On Air, our podcast. Um, this is, uh, as uh, some Chinese philosopher said, we live in interesting times, very interesting times. Uh, uh, but in the middle of all this, uh, how, uh, how, is, uh, how is RailLink doing? Uh, you must be as busy as ever. Yes, yes, Bill, we are. First, I want to thank you for, for having me on your podcast. It's, uh, it's an honor. Um, yeah, we, we are doing very well, extraordinarily well. In fact, um, you know, the, the, the biggest thing that's a, a pleasure for me is none of our employees nor their families have, have told us that they contracted the virus, and that's, that's a blessing. And, uh, you know, we owe that to the fact uh, that we social distanced early as soon as the governor in our state came out and recommended people work from home. Uh, we, we sent everyone home. And this area, too, allows us to, uh, to distance a little bit better than some of the major metropolitan areas. We're down here in the Research Triangle area uh, near Raleigh, North Carolina, and everyone is somewhat spread out by nature of the, the small cities that are in the area. So uh, even though the area has had some infections in North Carolina, has had a, a, a number of infections, around 12,000 so far today, um, the, the, it, the total population, uh, relatively speaking, it's, it's a very low number. So we've been fortunate, even though there have been some, some illnesses and deaths in the state. Now, of course, RailLink is a technology company, and uh, so uh, working remotely has not been a stretch, but you had actually started that prior to all of this. Yes. I mean, we hadn't adopted work from home as a uh, as a, a large practice in our company historically, but late last year and early this year, we, we started releasing that partly because of uh, competition in the marketplace for more people working from home, but also because the tools allowed us to do so. We also had a business continuity plan that, that was mostly, mostly focused on natural disasters and what, how would we react to something like that but pandemics were considered in it so we had tested the technology to work remotely everyone were working remotely outside of the office so when this occurred uh, in the early part of the year and we started looking at it we had most of the tools set up to do it uh, and we accelerated a few things as we, we saw this coming so um, when March came around middle of March and the governor uh, had suggested that people start working remotely if they could. We sent everyone home and, and everyone was up 
uh, practically the same day uh, that we announced this and, and, and working productively. So we were very fortunate. But you have a, a huge customer base that's spread out all across North America. So c- can you uh, can you go a little bit into some of the uh, the, the uh, technological applications or steps that you had had to take to make make this adjustment? Well, for for us, as I as I just suggested, it was it was relatively easy. We were already set up with the the proper tools. But you know this this was sprung on uh, the nation everyone very suddenly and and some of our customers uh, were not as lucky as as we were and and having the tools available to them so there was an adjustment period for everyone both them getting set up with the tools and us getting set up with meetings and working uh, virtually uh, through video chats and video meetings and uh, we've even expanded that technology now where we can have interactive facilitated sessions whiteboarding and, and uh, uh, sharing uh, ideas across the technology. And we're doing that uh, quite productively. But there, for about two or three weeks, um, we did see some slowdown in some of the meetings that we were having and some people getting set up at home in their own environments. And, and all that smoothed out relatively quickly. And we are working very productively with all our customers now um, in Canada, Mexico, and the United States. You'd use uh, the term uh, whiteboarding, and uh, I'm not totally familiar with it. Maybe a lot of our listeners aren't. What is whiteboarding? Well, that's, that's, uh, uh, consider, um, uh, again, a whiteboard in an office building where you're going up and you're, you're writing your ideas on the board, and, and people are able to build on that, either by taking the marker from you and, and uh, building on those ideas or sharing other ideas. And if you can imagine what you would normally do in a conference room setting uh, where you're doing that kind of thing, we, we've taken that virtual now where you can do it uh, in a video chat session by sharing um, that that whiteboard and it actually does look like a whiteboard and people can write on it or they can type on it to share different ideas so uh, that's the concept we've expanded to now it sounds to me like a 21st century version of etch-a-sketch or <laughs> or uh, or the the or, or the, the game that the kids love back in the 60s you put it this transparent sheet on a TV screen and you could, you could draw along with it. And of course some kids wouldn't use that. They, you know, they mark, mark up the TV screen, but it's a similar concept, I guess, huh? It, it is, Bill. <laughs> and you and I are probably two of the only ones who remember that thing that you marked on and pulled the sheet up. And, uh, but yes, uh, if, if I mentioned that to most of my employees here, they look at me like I was crazy. So yeah, I do remember that. It does. It is similar, but it, it, it's all virtual now. And you can record your sessions, share information, store it digitally. Um, the, the technology today uh, really has come a long way from 10 years ago or 20 years ago when we first tried to introduce video conferencing. Just to close on that, I, I think the, the kids' show was, was Winky Dink or something. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, uh, on, on to uh, more serious stuff. Raillink, of course, is a leader in uh, data and analytics uh, and trending 
um, big data. Uh, that's a burgeoning field for the rail industry. Uh, and as I mentioned, Railink has taken a leadership role in that. As a result of this, uh, this pandemic, this situation, uh, what early trends are you seeing? Uh, yeah, we do have the most comprehensive database of, of North American freight rail information. Uh, and we are seeing, as, as everyone's seeing, a, a, a drop-off in carload volume, and that's flown through to the message traffic that we're seeing here. As carloads increase or decrease, we get more updates to our database on the location of the car and other information about movements throughout North America. So it's, it's, it's no secret on average, um, carload volumes have dropped about 10% from the beginning of the year, year over year over 2019. And, and the beginning of April has seen uh, a larger drop over last year. Automobiles have fallen off, uh, coal has fallen off. Um, so so we, we've seen that in our systems and, and the results of that too have been, you know, a, a less call-ins from our commercial customers. We have a, a big commercial business for location tracking information and car repair systems and uh, the callbacks have, have become less for new business that's going on for us. Um, so th those things have all occurred really since the beginning of March, and it, it really has gotten uh, a little bit more noticeable at the beginning of April. So this next quarter is going to be very telling for all of us. Today is May 6th, and the AAR traffic report just came out for the previous week. And past three weeks now, we've seen the numbers compared to 2019 down 25%, uh, 22 25%. Uh, but... Uh, uh, we noticed that the intermodal number is uh, the, it's a 17% drop, but it seems to be a little better, which is encouraging. Yeah, it is. And, and some of those numbers we believe are skewed slightly because of the Easter week, when, when Easter weekend fell year over mm -hmm. year. So that, that may have a little bit of an impact. Um, and, and we do know, and you talked about trends, but we saw this uh, back in the recession, 2009, things dropped off. But when, uh, when things leveled out, eventually demand increases, and, and the rails are a big part of that. Um, so we're hoping for the best as this economy continues to turn around. But one positive trend we, we've seen from all this is the, the railroads and, and our employees have stayed very focused on, um, on work. And, and the railroads themselves, they, they realize that they are going to be around and they're a vital part of of our economy, and uh, they have been very focused on the project work that we've done and supporting the systems in their own railroads. So uh, their dedication and their work is, is not uh, waned at all through this very trying time for all of us. Um, and, and, and we've done very well in our office environment collaboration. I talked about the tools that we're using, and our employees are working uh, better than ever together. Um, despite the, the, the slight bump when they all uh, surprisingly had to go home and start using these tools. Um, they have work days and then they have virtual happy hours together. So they're finding ways to, to get some social interaction uh, outside of the physical contact. 
and a virtual you know, happy hour. I yes. like to see that. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they do. You, they, uh, you toast your favorite drink and, uh, and you, you talk over, you know, things that are going on outside of work. So it, it's been, it's been good. That's that. That's important to maintain that uh, human contact. That uh, you know, that sort of comes without even thinking about it when you're when you're in a, a an office environment. Uh, but but you know, when you're everybody's working pretty much isolated, uh, that's something you have to you have to think about. That, okay, we should do this. You know. Yeah, it's certainly something I've had to think about. Mm-hmm. I haven't had to think about that most of my career and. I took for granted the times we could go out to lunch or uh, we could go into a meeting room and have a discussion. But you do have to make somewhat of an effort now, too, especially yeah. catching up on those things that are important, as you suggested, kind of outside of work. I'd like to ask you about, uh, you know, looking, for, looking ahead. Uh, things will eventually return to normal, but it'll probably the normal will be something maybe different. Than, um, uh, than what we've become accustomed to, maybe a new normal. Nobody really knows what that is, but bearing that in mind, uh, I'd like, like to uh, talk a little bit about what's in the pipeline at RailLink in terms of projects, uh, technologies. What are you working on currently? Because the work's got to continue, you know? Yeah. That, that's development where... has to continue, the R&D. And again, the railroads have been very engaged in the projects we're working on this year to support things that are required. The health of the assets that are moving throughout North America, that work is still going on. We have projects to to facilitate a better interchange through Chicago and better velocity through the Chicago terminal in North America. We have some support work around positive train control the railroads have asked us to do. And all that work is, is, is very important and is still going on. And some of that will carry forward into to 2021, we anticipate, um, despite a slowdown. But we, we do hope that and anticipate that, that, that some of the economy will come back and uh, hopefully most, if not all, the railroad volume will come back at the same time. So we see continued demand for those type of activities. The things that we're doing now on tracing and tracking through our rail site product and, and steel roads, which is another product to do tracing and tracking for the industry, that will continue because, because freight cars are still moving uh, and will continue to move in that vein. Now, what it looks like on the other side of this in terms of our work environment, we've had a lot of discussions about that internally, as most companies have. Um, we're very fortunate in the fact that, that uh, we can work productively remotely, and we have been very productive, and we can see, we see a, a very conservative approach to moving back into our office environment in the next couple of quarters. But as the economy starts opening up and people start moving again, we will selectively move people back into the office and, and uh, cautiously start traveling again to get, get out to see our customers and interact with them once we feel it's, it, it's safe. But this is going to fundamentally change the way we work. We found out we can be productive working remotely. Uh, it may change the way that we employ people. We mostly employ people locally here in Cary, North Carolina, which is our, our headquarters city. 
we may be able to report employ people throughout the, the North America now in order to get the work done and get the work done productively using these tools. So we see a number of changes taking place, but we're like everyone else, we're, we're kind of working our way through this as this, this virus um, and the mitigations of the virus are, are found out and discovered. And, and we're looking for best practice as states opened up and direction from the Department of Health and Human Services and the CDC also. We are seeing uh, with uh, several railroads that they are utilizing the drop in traffic to actually accelerate some projects, uh, track work, uh, signaling work. Um, it's just, it, it's an opportunity for uh, bring, I guess, bringing work, uh, bringing it forward. And, and so getting prepared for when the traffic does return. And, and I guess you could call that a, a you know, a, a silver lining in this, this uh, dark cloud that's been hanging over the world now for the past few months. Uh, um, so that's got to keep, uh, that's got to keep you folks busy as well, I, I would imagine. Yes, we've seen no let up in, in work at all. In fact, um, my folks are telling me they're as busy as ever. They'll sit down at their computer at eight o'clock where they used to commute into the office and, and they have to force themselves to get up through stretch breaks throughout the day and they, they don't let up till five or 6 p.m. in the evening and, and they're just exhausted. So it, it has been, the demand and, and the work requirement hasn't let up at all. And the things that we're working on long-term aren't letting up either. We're moving and improving all our technology constantly. And we had projects on the books this year. And we have timeframes um, that require completion a couple of years out. So we, we can't slow down on those things because there are cost savings related to that and productivity improvements related to that, even on the infrastructure side here. So yeah, we're quite busy. Can you go into some detail on uh, on some of those pro uh, projects, if if you can, of course. Well, the infrastructure projects are, are are about mainly moving to the cloud, and and many of our applications right now have moved to the cloud. So that that's a, a very nebulous term for for most people. But what what it means to us is that uh, we can get our applications to support the industry up faster we can tailor them better to customer requirements. And, and this, is, this is what we, we see will happen and will happen. It'll allow us to save money over the long term by reacting quicker to customers and taking things, scaling up and scaling down as necessary. And we'll be more flexible over the long term, both in our location of, of where we're working and, and the way we work with our customers uh, by interacting with them. We don't have to have a fixed data center somewhere or fixed applications that are very hard to change. So that's what is in process now. We're about a third of the way through it and we'll be done in, in, in two years from now. Um, so that work is, is taking up a great deal of us. Also on the analytics side, uh, we're refining our process for big data analytics. And um, everyone's talked about big data and machine learning and AI for quite some time. Have some maturity in it, we're, we're trying to get better. 
and we're working on that process and investing more both in our tools and in our processes and people. And that work is continuing on this year. And we're, we're actually trying to ramp that up quite a bit in 2020. Well, we've published uh, some very good material written by uh, various people at RailLink on big data and analytics, and uh, we welcome as much information as you'd like to disseminate. Alan, is there anything that we, uh, that, that we haven't covered here that you'd like to, uh, to touch upon? Well, you know, Bill, I always want to say I'm proud to work in this industry. I, I know you are, too. We're, we're a vital part of the North American economy, and our, our people are enthused every day to come to work because of that. They know they're doing something now that, that is, is critical, getting critical medical supplies, and in some cases, um, the chemical transports to help out uh, water treatment plants and, and other uh, vital goods that, that households need right now. It really is a great feeling. And I know the, the, the railroads that we work with feel the same way too. So. Uh, we're just very happy to be part of this industry and an essential business and, and glad we can work from home and work remotely and keep doing our jobs. So and I thank you again for the opportunity to, to be on this podcast with you today. Well, Alan, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us. And uh, uh, as we say in the industry, uh, uh, I'll, and I'll add good health to it, but uh, I will say have a safe day. Yes, you too, Bill. Thank you. You're welcome.